Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Boo. It's our Halloween episode. Woo. I thought you were going like, boo, like, boo, you suck. No, I've been like, boo. No. And we sounded the same. You don't really, no, you, you don't really have a lot of uh, cadence in your voice when boo you speak. Boo is like, I'm upset. Boo is like really quick and like I'm scaring you. So that's okay. why I was like, Boo. Like, Thanks, like, Augie. Yeah. What's going on? 75% of the things that Augie or Tilda's ever said, he said it with his shoulders. And when it quotes. What? Or with a dash, Augie or Tilda's after it. Well, no, that's just because he says dumb things. He didn't, like, mean to say it. it just, that's just what comes out of his mouth. Speaking of coming out of our mouths, today's podcast <laughs> is coming out of our mouths. <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> Monday... October 23rd? Yeah. That was that today's date? Yep. It's 10 to 10. Our baby's asleep upstairs. Oh my god, and we're trying to get through this before she, she wakes up. She just started to sleep upstairs this weekend. It's going, as expected. A little better than what I thought. Uh, how has she ended each evening? Or how has she ended each day? What? Oh, you mean at one, 1 o'clock in the morning when she's crying hysterically? And we just don't feel like like dealing with it anymore? So we put her in our bed, and she has the biggest smile on her face. Like, she just solved cancer and got unlimited cookies for the rest of her life. Okay, well, those two things better happen yeah, they better. in her life. They better. Well, she's going to solve cancer, because the unlimited cookies are probably not going to be good for her. I'm not saying you know what I mean. Shut up. Her limit is four. I uh, know her limit was three, but you somehow, she sh- suckered you out of an extra cookie she tonight. Was- and she grabbed the thing and she tried to open the bag. Great description. She was sitting on the thing and she pulled herself up on the she, thing. So I gave her the thing and then I'm this is the, the thing. I'm the strict one. So I don't like it when I'm told that I got suckered into giving her an extra cookie. That's your MO, not mine. I never. She was being such a good girl. She was standing up on the Before thing. you came home. Well, yeah. Then when I come home, she's like a monster. Mm-hmm. She was standing up. Against the table, she pulled herself up and she kept going on her tiptoes, looking up at the table. I picked her up, and then she grabbed the bag of cookies, and she kept trying to open it. And so you she, opened it for her and gave her an extra. Cookie. Well, she kept saying what sounded like "please." It was all exactly yeah, please. And uh, I thought it was the right thing to do, and then she proceeded to get that cookie everywhere. So that's our lives. Yeah, um, for those of you who are new to this, uh, we're married, and we have a baby, and we have this podcast, and someone has uh, listened to us uh, talk about it. 
Someone, please, anybody, listen. Please. No, um, no, and we like to share what's going on in our lives. We share our lives before, and, uh, before everything. Movies that we watch. We have a very large movie collection um, in the other room upstairs, not in the baby's room, but a different She's just room. sleeping in the Sleeps midst on of Blu-rays. hundreds of cases of movies. <laughs> um, and we uh, randomly draw them out of the box that we have, or we take turns nominating them back and forth, like this episode mm-hmm. is, and this is actually our Halloween episode. I think she just coughed. Also, if you now hear Jillian, normally you'll hear her like moaning and groaning in like the living room in the background. Now you'll you'll hear her via, um, via the baby monitor. Um, so Adds a little. Bit so she more sounds creep. robotic. Don't worry, she's not lawnmower man. She's just upstairs. Adds a little bit more creep to our Halloween, Halloween creep two K seventeen. Jinx your jugs. Hashtag let's go girls. Hashtag let's go girls. What am I doing? Hashtag wrong podcast. I have no idea. Um. Um, but this is our Halloween episode. Yes. We we have special ones every year, and this was actually my nomination, so I wanted to kind of get it over with. Um, <laughs> we have, um, we normally update on, like, events and stuff. She's just coughing. She's coughing. Samantha, come on. I got so scared. She's coughing. She's okay. No, like, it freaked me out, because I wasn't oh, expecting, yeah, like, oh. I know, I wasn't expecting it. Her hand's going to come through the monitor and reach you. Like, I w- just wasn't expecting it to sound like that, so it scared me, especially because now I'm in, like, the scary movie mindset. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, when you're hearing this, next week's episode of Halloween will have already passed, Well, I'm sure we'll tell you how our trick-or-treating festivities went. With yeah. two almost year old babies, um, we'll tell you like what we're doing. I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but we'll wait until we've actually done it before to say that we've done it, so we don't jinx ourselves. Um, yeah. Also, hopefully, next time um, at this point next week, we'll have finished the movie we've been attempting to watch. <laughs> um, again, through our unscrupulous means, we've been we've started. I think we're almost halfway through with so. War of Planet of the Apes. It's been so. dope to start, as all the Planet of the Apes movies have been. Um, we're trying to finish it just like we're trying to now that this season eight of Walking Dead has started finally watch season seven because somebody was too much of a little pussy to watch it. I was pregnant and I did not want to give Jillian any complexes. Good thing because somehow she's got a complex with masks. It's a good thing I didn't watch that because who knows what she'd be scared of. She, she's just flat on just, just staring up at Walking Dead like, cool, what's this? Like yeah. not even button an eye on it. She has no qualms with it, but you put... Put like a fucking tinky winky mask on, and she's and like, she freaks out. Yeah. She just starts crying. You put like an Incredible Hulk mask on, yeah. And he's nice. Yeah, he's a nice, nice green man. Nice green man. Well, let's get into it. Um, our special Halloween themed episode. Um, the I believe it's the second or third highest, uh, second or third highest grossing horror movie of all time. Technically, the two highest grossing horror movies ever, unadjusted for inflation, of course, because. Fucking Exorcist probably made like a billion dollars. I'm sure. Um, number one is It now. Number two or three, I can't remember, is Get Out, which is what we're discussing today. You nominated it, so you can read the package. Okay, so this is uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele. Get Out. Smart, visceral, terrifying, said Peter Scaretta Slashville. Did I say that last name right? Mm. I think so. Okay. Um... Get Out is a true original, grimly tense and in tune with its time. 
says Scott Mendelson from Forbes. When Chris, I'm not even going to try to say this actor's oh, name. Oh, no. Oh, you're going to try to say that the actor's right. name. When Chris, Daniel Kalua. That's how I would say it, yeah. Like Kalua. Yeah. Like yeah, Kalua yeah. and Cream. It's better than, yeah, you know, to add that part in. Well, like, that's a drink that I like. Uh-huh. It has nothing to do with uh-huh. his. Yep. Dig yourself deeper. Oh, a young African-American man. I didn't even realize that. Visits his white girlfriend's Allison Williams family estate. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let me start over because you have made this a mockery. Kaluuya and cream. Oh, man. When Chris, Daniel Kaluuya. Relevant for its times, is that what it said? In tune, in tune. In tune, yeah, yeah, you're really in tune. A young African-American man visits his white girlfriend's, Allison Williams' family estate. He becomes ensnared in the more sinister real reason for the invitation. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship, but as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he could have never imagined. The spectacular speculative thriller from Blum, Blumhouse? Blumhouse. Blumhouse. I think it's Blumhouse. It's, it should be Blumhouse is how it's, it's spelled here. Blumhouse. Producers so. of The Visit, Insidious Series, and The Gift, and The Mind of Jordan Peele from Key and Peele is equal parts gripping thriller and provocative commentary. Cool. Uh, so we had a newborn baby when this was out in theaters earlier in the year, but I was brimming with anticipation to see it so once our unscrupulous means became available um I, you jumped on it. i jumped on this uh i think i was already back at work uh yeah this was like one of your first days off because i wasn't here i was yeah. at work yeah that's what because i would not be oh no i think you may have been i think the baby was, I was here i'm I pretty think sure the baby i was, was back here. at work yeah, but yeah, you yeah. weren't back at work so this must have been in march yeah and then ever since then i've been February? waiting yeah i've been waiting to buy it so i finally bought it so uh, then for you can force me to watch it because you watch it so you can watch it because this i think is already one of my favorite movies ever really? i fucking love this fucking movie. really i love it so much it is I think this is as close to a perfect movie as I've ever watched. Really? I seriously, yes, I do. Wow. I, think I didn't know that you had so much um, the first admiration time, for this the movie. The first time I watched it, I, I already felt it, but it's got reinforced this time watching it, which is why I wanted to rewatch it because, like, playing it back in my head, I was thinking of what about it could I nitpick on. And I couldn't think of anything. And of course, for doing it for the podcast, I always have my. My cap adjusted. Right. Your. T- my critical thinking, you know. I mean. Negative okay. Nancy analytical self. You only wear that hat when you want to wear that hat. Let's go back. Let's look at some of these cards. Give me no, some of these cards. I'm pretty fair. I give a six to Space Jam. Come on. I think, I think that says Can it right Can I see there. the cards? No. There's no way you need to see the cards. You for. have given some scores to movies that should not get there. I have not. I have not. I think I've been in extremely fair. Can you Six please, for Space Jam is like I just said. Can you please, can I please what? get that Andrew Dice Clay card and tell me what score you I gave that movie? like a fucking four. Okay, Ford Fairlane is definitely not a four. So and you say. your critical thinking gap was a little skewed. That, it, was it was a little backwards that time. That's a below average film. 
You play loosey goosey when you want to play loosey goosey. I'm just gonna put that out there. Don't say that Look, you put on this school, special right? cast <laughs> and you're so critical of all these movies because you gave Four Fairlane a four. I call, I call it how I see it, baby. Um, anyway, you're you're getting me off track. Here. Excuse me. This is a comedy podcast. I'm trying to keep it entertaining for the audience. It's gonna be plenty entertaining. So I wanted to rewatch it with that mindset on, uh-huh, not uh-huh. just the this is the first time I've watched this movie and I'm just going to wa- go it go into it wanting to like it or not like it or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, we watched it and I, I think it is, it is written so precisely. It is written to the T. It looks amazing. It is phenomenally acted. It is hilarious. It scares the bejesus out of me. It's relevant. It's, I dig every aspect of it through and through. Cool. So let, let, let's get into some of this, because I was really hesitant seeing this movie. You kept, you, you, you had no idea what this movie was about, well, and you kept saying things. I'm like, ooh, please keep saying those things, because it's hilarious what you think this movie is or is not about. Well, I mean, I tend to stay away from the horror genre. I It's get, loosely horror. Well, loosely. And, and that's what I want to get into. Like, everyone said this is a great horror movie, best horror movie. I wouldn't say that this is a horror movie. An, this th- is a thriller. This is like a psychological thriller. It is an it is an intellectual horror movie. It it is a it is not a horror movie to us. This isn't no. a horror movie. No, it is a horror movie. But when I, no, I hear no, it's a horror movie. But when I hear horror movie. I'm thinking blood, and, blood guts and, and guts and things popping out and intentionally being scary. I'm not thinking... This is pretty intentionally scary. I'm not... But... Not visually. Uh, yeah, I would say it is. When you have a fucking Mack truck of a, a dude running towards you, you have jump scares in it, you have... See, but I, I, I guess maybe because I was anticipating so much that it didn't seem, like, scary to me. Because, like, I normally can't watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there are even scenes in some movies that aren't horror movies that I can't watch. Like, I have to turn away from. Yeah. Like, but this, I didn't have to turn away because I wasn't, like... Scared, like we're going through a haunted house, and I have to hold your hand. I and think I think your I think your view of horror at the moment is a little skewed because you're thinking of recent horror, which a lot of recent horror isn't isn't even horror. It's that torture porn, yeah, torture uh, porn, gore, and mm-hmm. and uh, viscera just for the yeah. sake of being able to do it and grossing people out. Yeah, that's not horror. Horror, horror is. Being horrific, whether that be of your mind, of your eyes, of your soul, yeah. of your insides, it's to make you feel scared and to make you feel uncomfortable and anticipatory of what is going to happen, yeah. which I, is what this does. And to me, that's more of like that, like thriller kind of genre, like not thriller like those drama thrillers, but this is more kind of like that. Like, it's not showing you necessarily this stuff. A lot of it is to your imagination. A lot of it is... But again, what's... what's how ho- you interpret it. Yeah, what's what's horrific to me is the unknown. And it's, it's right. and And there are unanswered questions in this. I think it answers most of them, but there's still, like, you know, certain things you don't 
entirely get an answer for. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of movies do that. But, yeah, so for me, this wasn't, like, like scary. Like, horror movie, like, I'm going to scream. When I watch this movie. It is not... And that means you're part of the problem. No, it doesn't mean I'm part of the problem. (laughs) No. It doesn't mean I'm part of the problem. But I think that you're right in in how they have been placing horror movies. Um, I mean, I don't know, because I didn't see, like, Insidious. I didn't see any of those, because those Well, no, I I think... I mean, those are Bloomhouse. I would say in the past, like, few years, it started to turn over, partly because of Bloomhouse... You know, there's been a lot of well-reviewed horror movies. You have The Conjuring, um, like those Annabelle and Insidious yeah, movies are supposed to be pretty good. I try to stay away from like, all that because I get really anxious with it. And um, See, I, 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 I dig them when there's a good twist or, I, or when there's a concept I can get behind. Like, I've been curious about the Purge movies. Those, again, really aren't, like, those are horror movies, but those also, to me, but are, like, But to me, I feel like those would type. be more torture, violence, gore. Yeah. Um, and, you know... I also don't really like to get spoiled on things. So if there is a good twist, this and that, sure. I don't really want to go into it. Sure. But with this movie, mm-hmm. to get back to your original point, after you got a little off topic mm-hmm. there, um, yeah, I didn't really know what it was about. I kind of had an idea, mm-hmm. very loosely, but I didn't have the whole picture. I didn't even realize... Um, Jordan Peele is a writer and director of it. And you started, you're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's been like the whole big thing. But this also came out at a time when I was trying to avoid a lot of media, avoid a lot of things, because I was pregnant and... No, uh, this came out in like March. Jillian was born when this came out. No. This came out this year. But you... Yeah, it, it hit Plex very... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It came out, like, in February. All right, well... Or March. Or I was with the baby. and Back to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't like to get spoiled and all this. I don't... I don't. And... Um, see, if I know I'm not going to make... I know if I'm not going to see something from a decent period of time, and I don't... Okay, like, I just thought I'd go to Wikipedia and be like, cool, that's what it is. But for this, for this, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I knew... I don't like to do that because I like to see, like what they create most of the times like i you can guess what happens you can figure out this is one of those movies that you really can't because also the trailers weren't super specific about what it was about intentionally fantastic marketing for it you know just i mean at first like you kind of almost like like scoff at like get out and like it was almost kind of like oh here comes another like horror movie down the pike and then i found out i knew jordan peele was doing like a horror movie i'm like okay yeah, I, it's different. So I get that, and then the reviews start pouring in. I'm like, "This is supposed to be amazing," and then you watch it, and it lives up to it. I love things that live up to my own hype, like yeah. that I build up for myself. Because um, this does. It's back to back. You know, this is very akin to me from Clockwork Orange last week in terms of fucking being relevant. Like you would not believe. Like, I am convinced this probably happened somewhere. I'm sure, like, something like this, like, happens. Well, they attempt to happen. Attempt to do it. I mean... I can think of at least three people I've encountered in my life that would do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not saying that... But that's that why I say attempted, because brain transplants aren't exactly... I'm, I'm, I'm talking uh, about... I'm not discussing Blaine Trans... Blaine. David Blaine transplants. Mm-hmm. Brain transplants. I'm talking this just... 
this concept of... A hundred percent. Half the damn country probably thinks that. I mean, that probably they do. Which Eh. sucks. Um, We're not the people to be discussing this. I I was making the joke uh, when Steve and I went to Horror Nights a couple weeks ago. Of course, Universal is one of the producers. Universal and Bloomhouse are partners. I was like, man, I really want to get out house. And I, I, I want that house to be awkward as shit. Like, you and I were to walk in and they'd be like, ah, yes, come on in, have a seat. We're about to begin. And it's like, no, 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 I want to walk through the house. Oh, no, you're not walking through the house. Right. <laughs> like, this is not for you, you know? Yeah. And just, like, make you be a part of it. Like, that would make me even fucking more uncomfortable than anything. Yeah. Um, Look, I mean, it's, we can't talk about this movie without bringing up what it's about, okay? It's about race. And racial tensions and this belief that this particular group of people had well, about... Well, I like how that's addressed and that they make sure to say it. Like, of course, it's it's used heavily and that's, you know, the impetus Jordan Peele had. I'm glad that the original ending didn't stay because the original ending is such, like, a fucking bummer and it's Ooh, just like... That made me real uncomfortable. Yeah, like, we watched the deleted ending because I was curious about it and I heard about it and I was like... Eh, like, fantastic call. Because then, if you don't, if you have the original ending, then you lose everything that right. Like that Rod does at the end of the movie, which is fucking yeah. amazing. It basically is like all this is for nothing because it's still how it always is. Yeah, it, it, it's it's there's no, no light. There's, there's no hope. Yeah, exactly. No hope. But um, but where was I going with this beforehand? I was talking about before I got to the ending. Um, oh no! They address it when um, when uh, Chris is being prepped and fucking uh, Stephen Root, uh, Milton, fucking Milton. God damn it, Milton! So weird. <laughs> I was like, he should be talking about staplers. UF, and... UF alumni, Stephen Root. That's why one of those rooms in our theater building was named after him. Um, he's he's like he's asking like why black people? And he's like, I don't give a shit what color you are. Just. Yeah. I want your eyes. It's it's the in thing right now, you know? I'm sure, you know, 20 years prior, that's why there was an Asian dude there. There's only well, one. Well, <laughs> but, and, and, you know? and that was mentioned in that kind of, like, little montage of when they're meeting all of the different people at that party, mm-hmm. and all of the couples say things like, oh, black is the fad now, that's in yeah. fashion. And, like, it's people so... say different things nonchalantly, which is the scariest part of it and it escalates and builds that's what makes it so great it's like it, it yeah it builds to the it builds and it's like god there's gotta be something else at foot here because they keep addressing it and it's so fucking weird and awkward and um georgina and the groundskeeper are so you know like the opposite of shucking and jiving master you know but they're still like in that stereotype like, all that stuff is still happening. It's like, there's got to be something else. And then it's there. That's what it is. But then it's not about that. Yeah. Like, in their eyes. Mm-hmm. But that's just how things are at the moment, you know? It's, oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, there's so many scenes that I just love. Um, I love... Uh, I love the awkward first dinner scene with uh, the crazy brother. It just, like, sets, like, the right amount of tension just right out of the gate. I love, um, of course, the the whole, everything leading up to the auction itself. I love the reveal that she's in on it. Um, 
everything, Rod. I mean, let's I not... I mean, yeah, like that. We'll, we'll, I think we'll get the Rod later, although it, I feel like it's almost sacrilege to give it to Rod, but we'll, we'll, we'll get the Rod in a little bit. Um, I, I can't name a thing I don't like about it. Like, I, I can't think of a scene... Could I knit, 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 nitpick? I think... So. I, I, like, I guess the explanation on everything... I, I could have wanted it to be a little bit like yeah, like but... the whole meaning of the coagula and obviously like how the deer plays into it because obviously that's like an omen or like part of the process. They leave that kind of vague. Um, but then... I, I think, I think, yes, but I think it's meant to be vague. I don't think you're supposed to get everything. No, which is funny. Yeah, again, like, again, I'm saying that's me knit, 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 knit. Yeah. Picking. Um... I think the reveal that um, they're the grandparents, like, they set it up so often throughout the movie with, like, these little lines that just fucking like, and hit. And you don't realize until, until after, after the, the fact. reveal. And I think that's something that this movie does so well um, in terms of looping back around to things. And even, like, with, like, the deer. Like, you know, he hits mm-hmm. the deer, he feels a lot of sympathy for it, and then he, like, ends up... Killing that guy with the deer head. Well, because also know? the guy hates deers. So, well, yeah. <laughs> so Bradley Whitford gets killed with the, ge- with the right. deer. So, I mean, it's but got also, a lot of different layers that, you know, maybe not... And you may have caught more than me since this is the second time that you've seen it, mm-hmm. but it has layers, you know, visually uh, and also oh, intellectually everything. I'll give you one I caught this together. time, this go-around. So, um, the scene after they hit the deer, and it, you know, it's... Everyone thinks it's just a scene about... Um, you know, the police and how everything is about why well, you gotta check his ID. And you come to find that it's really just her continuing to earn Chris's trust. It's one extra layer to that. Yeah. She didn't want a record. Yeah. She 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 stands up to that and she um she questions it and basically forces the cop to not like, like they don't want to know. She doesn't want a record. Well, yeah, she doesn't want a record of like him, her being with him out in that area. Yeah. If they ever want to trace anything about a missing person, like that's the reason why she does it. Like yeah. it's just I like I picked up on this time. I'm like, damn, she's doing a really good job of. Oh, she's not. She's doing it twofold. She's doing it for that reason. She's yeah. also doing it to make sure that it's not evidence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that's a really that that's. I just won that, you know, I minor look yeah. right. Same thing, um, I, I kind of noticed it the first time, but, um, so the, the through line of Chris being guilty about how his mom, you know, which a part of me, the whole time I'm anticipating his mom being involved in this whole process, like her being like an early victim of it, or like, cause I think she got a hit and run. Mm-hmm. And it's never explicitly said that, um, that, that that's what happened. But okay. like a part of me like thinks that it could be attached or involved somehow. He has guilt over it, you know that kind of thing. And then you see Rod sitting with his dog, like doing the exact same thing, mm-hmm. like knowing something's wrong and not acting on it. And then he does, and he ends up like saving the day. You know what right. I mean? Like I picked up on that just like, a shot just of him. All these different parallels. Yeah, it's and... Uh, like, and some of the stuff you feel like is just character stuff and um, and throwaways. But it, it all is incredibly Very purposeful. Deliberate. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's really cool. A scene I didn't point out. Maybe like the the best scene. Like not my favorite scene, but just everything around it is the hypnosis scene. Just everything about him just sitting in that chair. It's like 
him being paralyzed and tears streaming on his face and Catherine Keener and that cup. Catherine and then... Keener and that cup. <laughs> that sounds like the weirdest porno that didn't take off. Man, oh, you it see what, took off. You see what Catherine Keener did with that cup? <laughs> Two Catherine Keeners, one cup. Um, yeah, I mean, that scene was a great scene. I really like, look, in case you can't tell from my, uh, voice, it's probably, like, completely out of whack and, like, hurting your dog's ears. Um. It's just a very little episode of the podcast. I, I'm a white girl, and, uh, I know how crazy white girls can be. That scene... Where she's on the phone with Rod and her, she's just like saying these things, but her face is just so emotionless emotionless, and you could just feel the like tension and the hate just spewing off of her. Like that was for me, I think the scariest thing. And, uh, and and I think maybe that's what you've been saying this whole time. Like, that's the part I guess I can relate to the most because you're a crazy white bitch. I'm a crazy white bitch, and that's <laughs> what the crazy white bitches do. Um, but like that was so scary that there are people who are like that. These sociopaths who are like that, and they do those things, and it's just. Yeah. And then like, I thought that how... she did. Allison Williams did that so well. Oh, she's well. got she's got so many moments. She's got that moment. So she well. had the moment she's just sitting with her headphones. But there's a hilarious song playing. What song is playing? When she's on, when she's like researching, like oh, and she's eating top and so she's taking a one Fruit Loop at a time and, and dunking drink. it in the water. No, and drinking the milk. And d- out I'm of sorry, the yeah, yeah, sorry. The the color and the white mixing again. Um, a great visual, great symbolism. But doing, like, taking the bite and taking the milk. But there's a hilarious song. Not a hilarious song, but, like, a very funny, ironic song playing um, while she's doing that. And she's just calmly, you know, there's all this stuff going on outside. Um, and then even when, you know, she's caught, she's done, it's over with. And she's still, like, begging. And when she, the cop's coming in, she thinks that it's a white cop from before. Yeah, well, then, and he's, like... You know, he's, like, going to strangle her, going to kill her. And, like, she knows that she's done. And then she just starts fucking smiling like she's winning at this. Oh, it's just so fucking creepy and evil and terrifying. Um, Is it Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go? Oh, no, it's I've Had the Time of My Life. (laughs) From Dirty Dancing is what it is. (laughs) It's just like, what? (laughs) It's like, oh, it's so fucking evil. She's listening on her headphones. Like, it's just, like... Pure ass white ass love story. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's fucking great. I don't know. I thought it was waking up for you, go go. <laughs> it's totally different. But yeah, just uh, everything about that character and her, like, you want to believe the whole time that, like, okay, she's an innocent party. She doesn't know what her parents are up to, and then she's the most evil of them all. Right. Like she's like the bait. Like she hook line and sinkers them, but. Yeah, because, like, at the beginning, she does become this, like, sympathetic character, and you think it's all good and mm-hmm. everything, and then just everything. As soon as she grabs those keys out of the purse, it's, um, like, yeah, instantaneously... No, I mean, like, you could, like, wretched. feel it building, because mm-hmm. it's like, you can't be that fucking dumb. Crazy white bitches ain't dumb. 
I have seen you struggle to get your fucking keys out of a bag, though. So. Because my bag's real big. That bag was bullshit. You found those keys in two seconds in that that's, bag. That's how you Chris fucked find, up. You want to find keys in a bag? That's how Chris fucked up. If you're going to date a white bitch, you better make sure she's got the biggest fucking bag known to man. If she you doesn't, know, then there's some shit going yeah, down. She better have Hermione Granger's fucking endless fucking handbag. Um, it's true. It, or she has to have seven bags. True. It could be small, but many. Yeah. Or one giant one. That's yeah. what I, I do. Is there anything that you didn't like about the movie? Um, I mean, it, it it's hard. Like, and I hate that, like, we're... And because of our circumstances, we now have to record so far after we watch now, the movie I know. now. Um, because, like... It gives me time to think and process, mm-hmm. whereas if right after we watch it, it's a little different. If things are fresher, you're able to recall things easier. Yeah, and also my impressions are, are a little different. Because if you had asked me right after we watched it, I would have said that it's nothing like what I had expected it to be. And it was a lot different, and that would have impacted my expectations and like what I liked and didn't like. And now that I've had some time to think about it, I actually... I really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. I did. And, you know, sometimes I say, oh, I don't even know if I liked it or not with certain movies. I really did enjoy this movie. I thought it was really well done. Like, everything that you've said. Um, nitpicky things. Some of the acting I could have done uh, without I, better. I, I can't even. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to you probably Some on it because I can't. I Some can't of those think... old white ladies. I mean, they could have done But that's the thing. Like, all those people, like, I can't. I can't fault any of those performances because those are the way those people are. Right. With the volume turned up to 11 in those situations. Right. Another thing I fucking love is when he's coming back and asks to get his phone and everyone just gets fucking quiet. And it's like, listen, we go through the house. That's so it's terrifying. It's so creepy. And creepy. It's, right. Uh, I, it sucks. So there's not really, there's not really something that I, that I didn't like. I mean, like you said, I think it was really well done. Everything was, was done well. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it just, there, there's nothing that's so bad that I need to call it out. Yeah. You know, some things here and there, sure, but nothing like, Super crazy. Um, I'm glad I quit smoking before I saw this movie because I've been like, I'm smoking for the rest of my life now because no one's going to try to get me to stop in any way whatsoever because I ain't, again, this wouldn't happen to me. This is, you know, this isn't, mm-hmm. no one wants my, look at me. No one, <laughs> no one wants my body. Uh, I don't have the, I don't have the capabilities of being an MMA fucking fighter. I don't have a, I for what some dumbass. Let me think. Who's an old ass fucking comedian that would want like my stupid ass sensibility? No. What Judd Hirsch is gonna want my dumbass body? No, no. Judd Hirsch has got two cigars no. and he's living off that Independence the thing, Day the thing money. Is like the best thing about you is your brain and like your intellect, your memory, and the whole purpose of this is Smith, that I couldn't you remember would be what a day, vessel. Smith, I couldn't remember what day we watched this movie. Okay, what's the highest grossing? <laughs> A movie of July 4th weekend, 1996. Well, 1996, that's Big Willie Weekend. That's Independence Day. I just talked about it. Like, that's, that's you know, I, I subliminally gave you that. Okay. What about for uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, 1999? Memorial Day weekend, 1999? 
I'm pretty sure that's Phantom Menace? Or did Phantom Menace start the summer? I know Phantom Menace started... Did it start May? I'm pretty sure it's still going to be Phantom Menace. Okay, then I, I, I gotta look it up. Hold on. Biggest movie... Just go to Box Office Mojo. Go to I'm, 1999. Look, that, I'm go doing to, it right oh. now. 1999. Why do I have to do everything? Why? This is why I'm the journalist that has the ability of researching things. Weekend, 1999. Oh, I go to the other nine because I have fat fingers. Memorial Day was the Phantom Menace. Exactly right. Thank you very much. I am the best. It also opened up against Notting Hill and The Mummy. Look, man. People like Hugh Grant. But see, like, that's what I As mean. As the mummy? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> that's what I mean um, in terms of your intellect. I, see, look, I you're not as funny sense. as what you think you are. And, um, I think I'm no funnier one, than I am smarter. I, that's not true? I think so. Yeah, you have a photographic memory. I... What? What's your argument going to be? You have a fucking photographic memory and you just told me the highest grossing movie for Memorial Day weekend, 1999. You were, what... 13? Sandworm. Sandworms. You Sandworms. didn't even know what this movies were. Sandworms. Sandworms. Uh-huh. Sandworms. What? <laughs> Sandworms. You hate them, right? See, that's hilarious. That's, you can't beat that. Mm, that okay. That's fucking... All right, I'll stop trying to be sappy and compliment you on this podcast. Uh, you suck. No, we no, want your body. I want, I want, I want. You're a big sack of shit. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, take what me, the fuck? Take me for the way I want to be taken. Like, I was trying to be nice about it. I appreciate it. I get, I yeah, get your sentiment. Okay, sure. I appreciate it. Yeah, fuck Thank off. You. Thank you. Finish your point. I don't have one. No one will want your... your Sorry, no, like again, like like sure. like normally we like uh, well, depending on what the movie is, we'll we'll talk, you know, like oh, well, like what if this happened to you? But again, like no one's gonna, this is gonna happen to us, like this. It might happen to me. You're gonna be the creepy ass white girl that does this to somebody. I would. I uh-huh. totally would. I know. I have a really mean comment, but I won't say it. Say um, it. But you got three your freshman year. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Um, I, it's at this point in the podcast where I need to uh, talk about um, one of my best friends in the entire world and Arcade Audio. Yeah, how's Tope feel? Tope, I, as soon as I finished watching this movie, I messaged Tope. I was like, Tope, if it's any consolation, I would totally buy you at the auction. Wait, shit, nope. <laughs> he was like, I get it, man, it's all right. And then he had... He had some deep cut thoughts on this movie. I wanted Tope to be on this podcast. We'll, we'll rewatch it at one point. Where is he? Tope hasn't answered a phone call of mine in like five years. We're gonna, we're gonna call him. <laughs> no, we're not. I said we're not calling Tope on this podcast. Why not? I think his girlfriend's in town. <laughs> He's going through this as wait, we speak. Wait, so we would be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Tope is a big part of our life. He was the first friend of ours to hold Jillian when she came home from the hospital. She was two days old. And we made Tope come over, and we shoved her in his arms, and he almost had a heart attack. Tope's barely held, like, fruit in his life. We handed him a, a, <laughs> a living, baby. breathing, two-day-old thing. That was two thing. days old, yeah. and he almost died. Um, but he is a very dear friend of ours, and in case you don't know, Tope is black. Um, so he's our, our, our friend who, who is black. And um, I was going to say, like, our black friend Tope, but I didn't want to 
That's mixing podcasts. I didn't want to do it. He's he's just Tope. He's Uncle Top. Uncle Top. Why can't he be Uncle Tope? Uh, he didn't like the way Uncle Tope sounded. <laughs> why can't he be Uncle Timmy Tope? Because uh, Uncle Tim is too close to Uncle Tom, and we, were just, uh, we just we okay. just want to go there. Oh, okay. So Uncle Top is cute. Uncle Top. He's got, she's got an Uncle Top. She's got an Uncle Pop. She, what else does she need? Uncle an Uncle Drop. I'll be the whichever the first one is that <laughs> drops her. <laughs> so that'll be Augie. Um, no, Augie's good. He's he. Uh, I'm calling Tope so he doesn't answer the phone. Let's just see what happens. And if he does, can I talk to him? About- no, I'm. Oh, man, this is this. gonna be really awkward because I'm a white girl. He's not famous. What if he does? He's probably going to think I'd it's an shocked. emergency because it's 10.30 at night. You just interrupted the weirdest thing ever. Oh, my God. Hi, Tope. What's up? I'm so shocked you answer, You never answer the phone. So I was, I was, I was I, positive you weren't going to answer. I am here. I'm, what's going on, guys? Uh, uh, we're, we're recording. Hi, the- our special guest on the show. We're recording the Get Out episode of Married of Movies, and I think I promised you I'd record you when we did this. God, no, why? <laughs> and then as I was saying, I was like, I'm pretty sure his girlfriend's in town, so he's going through this as we speak. <laughs> you, you know what the worst thing about that is? I uh, literally on Saturday, I went to Pennsylvania to uh, visit my girlfriend's family and like in the suburbs, and I'm like, this is it. I'm fucked. This is, this is when they get me. I just, I just... Why would you do that after seeing this movie? Love. I have a, uh, and if the worst thing that happens is I have sex with Allison Williams and I die, cool. That's a pretty good life. That's that's really the only reason I called you because I didn't feel comfortable out loud saying the things that you said via text that you haven't even said out loud about Allison Williams. <laughs> so I only felt fair. I only feel fair that I give you the opportunity to say them if you want. No, we really reached the point of the podcast where we're like, yeah, we really can't discuss this anymore. <laughs> At least getting Tope on the show for two minutes. So, what what did we... Just know. Go ahead. Just know I was on the white people's side in that. I mean... like it's a hot take. <laughs> it's... But I was on their side. You 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 are thirty seconds away from beating uh, getting Condoleezza Rice on the the racial draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what did we interrupt? And I'm just curious. What did we just interrupt? The most awkward moment ever. Um, me for research, and it will make sense if you go to Patreon.com/slash/ArcadeAudio. I was listening to Baby One More Time. Okay, that's fine. For research. That's it. Crazy white bitches. <laughs> I know. You can't say that. I'm allowed to say it. I'm a crazy white bitch. I can say it. Tope, it's been 10 years. She can say that. She can say that. She's, she's, yes, no, yeah. I, I apologize. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, oh, and that, that explains why you were on the white people's side. We couldn't, we couldn't yeah. remember, uh, we couldn't remember uh, the song that's playing as Allison Williams is like, taking a bite of cereal and drinking milk out of a glass creepily and looking up the top NCAA prospects. I thought it was Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. <laughs> a little bit better, but it, when it was Time of Your Life from Dirty Dancing, I'm like, oh, that's so much better. <laughs> or so much worse. Oh, I do remember what I, what, I, uh, what I said to you about that movie. I thought that I was in that movie so much until I realized there is no possible way she wouldn't have known that she was his first black guy. She's the one black. She would have been destroyed down there. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed. This was the this this 
I'm glad it took you three minutes to realize why I needed to call you for you to say that, not me saying that. That's a, there the, you go. I appreciate that. That's the only problem I have with this movie. And, and that's just from, and that's just from him being with one white girl of uh, one black girl. Look, like only, <laughs> look. In their defense, they were only together for four months. You don't know what base they got to. Uh, oh, I, oh, I know. <laughs> Come on. I think I think you know after four minutes. <laughs> I think, yeah. I we, think. we call it fourth base in the black community because <laughs> we don't know baseball. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys lost that sport about forty years ago. Um, That's not appropriate. And another podcast. We have Jackie Robinson upstairs. You're right. Or forty two. Right. You're right. Thirty years ago. <laughs> thirty years ago. Thank you. It wasn't until the eighties, really, when you know. Um, all right, cool. Well, we're gonna let you go. I just, you know, I would have felt wrong if you weren't here for this. And again, this is this this is you proved me wrong that you answered the phone. Yeah, I didn't expect it either. <laughs> and he won't fight. This will be the last time Tope uses his phone for three days because he won't be able to find it. <laughs> It'll be in your pocket. <laughs> then I might be in the boondocks again. So hey. I'm not telling you guys. Just if you are, well, now I'm if be you so are, nervous. yeah, call me. <laughs> the beginning of this movie, I've seen you dancing and yelling drunken, drunkenly in the streets of New York. And the beginning of this movie, I'm like, man, fuck, he is dicked <laughs> one night. You were just dicked one night. So don't do it. Well, all right, I'll try not to. Oh, God, I please it. Uh, make right. good choices and don't trust white people. I love you. Always. I love white people too. <laughs> that was the most terrifying thing that you've said is like, don't trust white people. It's like, I'm not trusting you telling him not to trust white people. Well, just because of this movie. <laughs> now I'm like, it's got me thinking a whole new way. He'll be fine. He'll be good. All right, Tope. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Bye, guys. All right, bye. That was Uncle Top. On the podcast. That See, was so I, weird. I was the, so not expecting him to answer the phone. <laughs> I didn't even know Tope had his phone there, there, powered. There are two people. I, there are two people in life that, like, when you call, you're like, they're not answering. In my life. And it's Tope and Robert Colin Birdie. And Oh, yeah. Because they never know where their phones yeah. are. I've had to mail Tope his leather jacket back to him when he went to New York. The I'm shocked I haven't had to mail him his phone. Um, we'll do. Because we'll he left sh- it in New York when he came here. Well, it was sure. in the jacket pocket. He didn't yeah. notice. Anything. Oh, there's my phone. Cool. MVP and LVP. Let's get to that so we can wrap this uh, bitch Tope up. Tope is the MVP. Tope's. Of this podcast. Well, always. Of every podcast. Um, I'll let you start with LVP because I don't... Like I said, like I don't really have anybody... I mean, get- okay. I took what you said about like the white people and they have to be that way... Oh, we're making the LVP this movie a white person. Like, <laughs> we're well, not allowed. I was gonna say, um, what's his name from Atlanta? No, like, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. No, Lakeith Stanfield's awesome. No, he's. He, I mean, he plays a certain. He plays. He he plays a certain cog in this machine. You know. I mean, they're all cogs in the machine. True. I I would have loved him to do more because he's a fantastic actor and especially a great comedic actor. As we've seen on Atlanta, but no, he's he's awesome. Um, then I would probably say either 
Detective Latoya, she didn't do too much. She was funny. She, she was she was she was she was humorous. Yeah, I hope she was good. And then the only other one I would think would be maybe um Armitage, the father though. The, the ones from the video? Yeah, the only thing we see him is really in the video, but I was like, ah, it could have been really any old old white yeah, dude. Would have been fine. Pretty old white dude. But like, you can't replace Catherine Keener. No. Can't replace Allison Williams, because she's real crazy. Allison Williams, yeah. I maybe might say Bradley Whitford. I like Bradley. I thought he did such I, a good I job. I love Bradley Whitford. I, I, I think he's awesome in everything. I, I think he's well, just replaceableness. I thought it was a, originally going to be um, Caleb Landry Jones, the brother, but he's just so, like, that Clockwork Orange level of, like, yeah, perfectly really, crazy like, the entire time and, like, crazy. off that, yeah, like, I liked him. With Bradley Whitford, like, you can't even tell it's Bradley Whitford in terms of it's far from any other source. Like, he wasn't, like, the bully in this sure kind of thing like it's far from like the characters you normally place and then i just thought he did a really good job being like this charismatic dad like i don't think it was the worst part no i no, i don't think he's the worst part Um, either like like, there's really isn't anybody like you could make an argument for the groundskeeper like the guy that plays you know because but again he's in this sunken place and he has to be a certain way. But even when, like, the camera flashes and he comes out of it mm-hmm. in the moment when, like, he shoots Alice Williams and shoots himself, like, again, how much am I going to, like, nitpick there? Um, yeah. I, I, I don't have a good answer. I just don't. That's why I'm going to let you take the lead on it. Um, I mean, I, I, I think it would be, like, uh, the father. Okay, no, let's, let's, let's make it. Because I, I see your point there. For as little as he does, it should it could have been more impactful. Right. It should have been some more like more ominous, more he could, he like either, commanding. Or he could have been even more like this is the way that it is, and right, and, right. And like so at at ease right. and peace with it. Right. And like it's it almost it's like forgettable. That. So yeah, yeah I like that it could. I can't even tell you who that was. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. It I like could that. be it, any. Old white guy. Yeah, I like that. You point. know, but I feel like if it was like Patrick Stewart or something like that, then it would have been good. So ooh, let me. Ooh, I like that. Like you know, like that would have been Who's, like who is that guy? Super creepy. I'm looking it up because it wasn't on Wikipedia, so I gotta look it up here. Um, what is this? Uh, Roman Armitage's Richard Hurd, H E R D. H E. Yeah. Oh, he's been in a ton of Oh, I'm sure he has. Shit. He's just an old fucking white dude. Old white dude in a ton of shit. Old white dude in a ton of shit. Woo, hey, woo. that's that's our new uh, random LVP song. He's a random white dude in a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP. There's a plethora. Yeah. So I know that you said you wanted to get to Rod, so Look, we can open up Lil the Lil Ray Howery. Slays this movie. He, he is so important to this movie because if he isn't killing it every single time he comes up to the bat, this movie is not as enjoyable as it is because he it breaks is. Tension. He breaks attention, but he's so invested in the action. Mm-hmm. He knows the right things to say and the right way to say them. Then it escalates with him. Even like that, that tense ass like. Scene where she's on oh, the phone. Oh, that motherfucker! Like, 
Well, that, and then he's like, shit, shit, that bitch, that, she's a genius. <laughs> like, the way, like, he's He does such so, a good job. And just the end of the movie, like, I told you not to go in that house. Like, we yeah. watched every single deleted scene. They gave him, like, eight takes at that, and every single one is hilarious. It's but, so good. But even just, how'd you find me? Um, T.S. Motherfucking A. That has nothing is, to do with their job. Is... That's it's nothing. So They're supposed to damn. look at shampoo bottles. It's so fucking good. No, but he does a great job. And I think that's also why I found this movie more enjoyable than what I thought. Because there was such a large comedy aspect. Because you have Jordan Peele involved. Of so course. He's Jordan Peele was going to take care of it. Even when he's just having the phone conversation. He's talking about they, he, like fucking heads and Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Yeah. And sex slaves. He destroys. That said. That said. Something I th- I feel like we've done a lot recently is we automatically default to whoever the funniest is or like the big like the biggest character is the MVP. I'm still fine doing it, but I want to make sure that we thoroughly analyze to make sure that there isn't anybody more deserving. The two main ones I would put up would be Daniel Kaluuya and and Alice Kaluuya Williams. And Cream. Yeah, the, the team of Kaluuya and Cream. Yeah, Kaluuya and Cream. Um, I think Catherine Keener is great. She, Tope and I are going to start a, a podcast. Don't finish this sentence. <laughs> Kaluuya and Cream. Um, I think Catherine Keener is great. I, 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 I don't think she's the MVP. Um, I already discussed Bradley Whitford. We discussed Kayla Landry-Jones. Stephen Root is fucking awesome in his two or three scenes that he's in. But... It's very difficult to do what Allison Williams did in this. But Super da- difficult. But Daniel Kaluuya, just from, he has to do everything, and it's if he isn't pitch perfect, then this movie also falters because if at any moment he is uh, an, a dick or if he doesn't play it the right way, yeah, not that you're gonna buy into whatever the fuck they're thinking. He's not just wrong. But, you know, you don't... It just doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, you're not... It's not impactful when everything happens to him. You don't feel for him. You You immediately have to empathize with him in order for this movie to work. Because... He's just such a a jovial... Not jovial, but, like, just a genial guy. He's genial. He's charismatic. And he brings you in. He emotes extremely well. Very well. well. Very expressive. Very expressive, um, yes. Totally on point. Very good. And just, like, his reactions are good. Like, he can be comedic with Rod. Yeah. And he plays the street man a lot, but he does but have he his own funny this, moments. It's crazy. What the fuck? Like, he, yeah. like, he is in it. Um, so I, I want to make like, sure he got his just due. No, of course. And um, Allison Williams, we've already talked yeah. about ad nauseum, and Lil Ray Howery. I'm fine with any of the three. Yeah, I mean, all three I'm, of them do I'm a really great anyway, job. So I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you call it. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, taking into account what you said, you know, it is hard. I mean, what's the MVP most valuable us, thing? Well, the most valuable thing is different for everyone. And I think that's why we have this podcast sure. to talk about it. That's why we sure. have different scores and things like that. So the most valuable person might be the one who acts the best, or it might be the one who, makes the film most enjoyable for you. And that might be that funniest person, which is why we tend to lean towards that, because at heart, we're comedians. Sure. So that is more what we identify with and things like that. So that's obviously what we're going to be attracted to. So that's what I'm going to say is my most enjoyable thing of watching this movie. Mm -hmm. 
although all three of those characters were fleshed out really well and they were casted perfectly, mm-hmm. now it becomes a decision of, okay, they all acted really well in their own capacities and whatever it was their role to do, but now... Just like with like LVP, like could it have been someone else? Like, so who could we have not like if it was a different person? Would it have had the same impact? That's uh, kind of how I evaluate. It's like a, I think these. it's like a baseball stat, like wins above replacement or stuff like that. Like I like, have no idea. I, I any only, baseball. I don't statistics. even know what I just said. But RBI means something. And the only reason why I know RBI is baseball related is because of my in. crossword puzzles. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Runs batted in. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never knew. I just knew that it was a statistic, and in my crossword puzzles, I'd always ask for yeah. like this baseball statistic. It's always three letters, and it's always RBI. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that. See, look, yeah. this is an educational show as well. Those of you who didn't know it. So, based off of that alone, <laughs> my number three would be Allison Williams for two reasons. Number one, because if I'm as I'm sitting here thinking, she lays it on a little thick when she's like recapping things that have happened. Like, can you believe he said this, and like the way that he said that, and it's so wrong. Like. Again, that's the character doing her thing, but very minute details of the way that she says certain things and you can pinpoint. And number one, I do feel that's something that another crazy, crazy white, white bitch. bitch could do. Crazy white bitch is a dime a dozen, man. Yeah. Um, hey, Jordan Peele, you need a crazy white bitch for your next movie? My address is. I'll give her address out on this podcast. No, I'm not, I'm not rich. No, he just did phone number. And all he did social security number. Um, it's not worth anything. Exactly. He's like, you're fucking your own credit up if you do that. <laughs> uh, so I would go between either Rod or Chris. I mean, Chris, Chris did a really good job. Um, I mean, he is the crux of this movie, but for me, I would say Rod. Okay. I would say yes. Little Del Rey. L- Little Ray Howling. Little Del Rey, Florida. Little Lana Del Rey, South Del Rey, Sarah Del Rey, whatever. Yeah, no, he's... Like, I, I, I just think he does a good job because he, he reacts the way I feel like people would react to that situation as much, the friend. And then, yeah, and then he goes... Like, it's, I'm so happy, like, like, you feel the switch and you welcome it when Chris is getting sent to the sunken place and goes down to the basement and they're picking him up and then it cuts to, like, rot outside on the phone. And then you get like spend a little time with Rod, mm-hmm. and like it just feels right because of everything he's done up in that point. He's just a good dude. He's a nice friend. Like yeah. he's funny. He's charismatic. He uh, when he needs to get a little serious, he does. But then he still keeps it. Um, yeah. He still keeps it fresh and and, I, and cool. Yeah. So in other words, Rod is rich to you. Yeah, oh, absolutely right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So one day when Rich finally gets me out of here, then... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm here on my own free will. I'm happy to be here. Keep going. I already said that you're not... Oh, no, I said that you're not as funny as you think you are. You're also not as good of an actor as you think you are. Perfectly fine. Uh-huh. Shout out to that Georgina woman. That scene when it's just a tight up, tight shot on her face, and like he, she's like explaining like the phone being unplugged, and you know, 
And she just like is she's laughing. Just, like, and she's laughing and hysterically crying. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. It's hard to do, but yeah, when, you know. Also, also that woman had a definitive cross eye, and she handled it pretty well. So, good for her. Anything else on Get Out? <laughs> the, on the no, let, let's let that be the final thought on this movie. Um, no, I mean, I think we covered it. I mean, oh, we I will say, uh, both, we did. Both times I watched this movie, I, I did have, not to play into stereotypes, but of course there's a stereotypical horror movie um People yelling at the screen, like, don't do things. But every single time, he hits Georgina, and he's in the car, and he has to go get her because of what he did to his mom. I'm like, no, leave her. You leave that bitch. What are you doing? Get back in the car. Go. Every single time, I always do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and I saw, you know, doing the research and stuff of this movie, just not trying to find, like, that, the dad's name. Um, somebody called this movie a social thriller. I think that's a better category for it sure. than horror. Sure. And, and yeah, I mean, and maybe I'm just the only one who thinks horror is more of the, the gore and, and guts and stuff. Um, but isn't it weird that I love The Walking Dead, but I don't like horror movies? Like, I just don't like being scared like that. I think as I watched so I was forced to watch so many when I was a kid that I got, like, traumatized by, like, Chucky and all of that. Like, that's horror to me. Yeah, no, that's... This shit's not horror to me in terms of... Well, well when I buy you the seven-film Chucky collection, I'm we have to sit and watch all of them. I'm fucking murder you. I really want it. Like, I love... Oh, my God, I just got a cold chill. Like, the first four Child's please Play stop, movies... Please stop, just stop. Like, I have now goosebumps all over my body, look. It's a stupid fucking plastic doll. And I got traumatized by it. I'm what? I'll push you in a swimming pool. Try to make get, you fucking swim. I'm going to get you don't untraumatized. Me, don't Yeah, but make, I'm not gonna, I don't watch open water or swimming pool and like get fucking scared because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's no such things as killer fucking good buddy dolls. What's that? Shut up, Samantha. You're so stupid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why'd you look? Why'd you look? What would you be to... doing? Just started crying. And then if I go, if upstairs... I didn't think I was gonna wake her up, I would like make this make noise. Yeah. If I went upstairs and there's a fucking Chucky doll sitting there with a knife, then I'd be like, "Hey, Samantha, can you come handle this?" Because <laughs> my ass is out the window. Yeah. Score time. After I push you out the window, I'll S- fuck that doll up. Score time. No, I know it's not real and plausible. It just scares me. I'm just traumatized. You don't have to make fun of me. I'll wait until I actually buy the movies. I have to sit and watch. I'm gonna make you eat it's applesauce. Only... I'll make you feed the baby applesauce. It's only fair that if I have to sit through eight Harry Potter movies, you have to sit through seven Chucky movies. No, it's gonna take half the time. Whoa! Do not compare Harry Potter to Chucky. This is two completely different things. And you don't have to sit through Harry Potter movies. They are good movies. Most the later ones are good movies. So are the no, early Chucky no. movies are cinematic thrill rides, says Owen Gleiberman. From formerly Entertainment Weekly. Now I don't remember. It's fucking score. I've said it seven times. I'm trying to wrap it up, and you just keep blabbering. Score time. Get out.
I go first. <laughs> this whole time. What? So what? So wait, you're waiting for me to give you the permission to go? Well, because I forgot it was your pick. Yeah. Uh, it's a 10 for me. It's a, a 100% a 10 for me. I yeah. look forward to seeing this movie over and over and over and over again. Oh, great. It's back-to-back 10s for me, which is a rare occurrence. That's- on the podcast oh, that was God. disgusting that was um that yeah was it's, a, it's a 10 for gross. me i think that this, was my score i i hope this uh gets a lot of war consideration like it's rumored to do which will be groundbreaking um it deserves every accolade to me that it can get so it's a 10 your score um it's hard for me to yeah, an expectation score of a seven. Yeah, I mean, it definitely surpassed my expectations. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought that this was a really great movie all around. I mean, like I said, I really enjoyed it a lot more than what I thought I was going mm-hmm. to. I mean, I think I'm going to have to give it a ten as well. Really? Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a ten. I really enjoyed it. And it's so hard because I try really hard to not talk about the movies after we watch them until we record so I've had to like hold this bottled up inside, like I can't, I couldn't talk. Well, to I you asked about you like it. a couple hours, like after we watched it, because like the baby interrupted, and then like yeah. your mom called and I was like, oh yeah, just like general, what do you think? You're like, I really dug it. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. But yeah. like I never. But thought... I don't like to get into it because I do like to save it for the podcast, yeah. especially if it's something like that where I actually do enjoy it. But now I'm trying to think of what the fuck we're gonna put in that shadow box, and I have no idea. Just a pin of tope. <laughs> I'm gonna put the RJ hates rat pin in there. No, I'll find. I'll find a. I'm sure there's a get out pin I can find. I'll, I'll find something. That's why I'm gonna spend my day off tomorrow. Is no, you have several up. things to do. I know. Um, well, what I have to do right now is nominate the next two movies. So look, we we've had a pretty heavy, heady couple weeks. We had Clockwork Orange. We just had Get Out. We have East of Eden. God knows what that's gonna lead to. You know. So I want to make sure I keep it light. So what better way to keep it light than by two of my favorites from my childhood. Oh, God. They are... uh, Well, one is a definitive family sports comedy. The other is a sports comedy, but it's it's still till tis the season for for the Halloween creep. So you pick whichever one you want. uh, My two nominees are Little Giants... Or Teen Wolf. Oh, man. When is this movie going to come out? Uh, when is this movie going to uh, come out? When is this podcast going to air? Like I'm a, sorry. Like two or three days after Halloween. Let's go with Teen Wolf. Kind of yes. keep it in the... Hell yes. Still keep it in the... Um, like Halloween-ish it was on, kind of... It was on maybe, what, like a month ago? It's, it's on like it's super every late fucking day. And like... I feel like I ruined your evening because I was you just... You always ruin every evening. I was just gushing. Like, oh. Gushing. Teen Wolf is on. And it's so My bad. boy is on TV. Teen Wolf. It's so bad. I've never seen the full movie. I've only seen the parts that you forced me to watch. And it's terrible. And then you have to buy that stupid tank top that your mom thinks is actually a fucking... When were you on the Beavers? Howard. No. <laughs> Dwight Howard jersey. He's like, when was Dwight Howard on the Beavers? And I had to contain myself. It's a. Hey, I, mean, I almost to be fair, my pants when she asked that question. To be fair, it's only a couple years away. <laughs> and <laughs> I. It's so bad, especially <sighs> then there's tits for no reason. Like I don't understand. There was not. Yes, there 
there is. No, it's just from behind. It's not like full. No. When they're at that party. They're all getting naked. Not on the cable version. No, they're not. Trust me. This is like a PG movie. There's no tits in this movie. What movie am I thinking of? <clears throat> um, Revenge of the Nerds? I don't know. No. They're at a party, but there's not, there's not like, like, there's suggestive things, but there's not like full-blown like titties. I'm going to Google, Look. are there titties in Teen <laughs> Here, just use my phone. I actually Google it every day. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Merry Movies. We encourage you, as always, check us out, arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and all the others in our network of shows. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Google Play. You get your podcast automatically every single Thursday. Um, leave us a review in five stars. It helps us out very much. Send us your thoughts, marriedmovies at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter uh, at MarriedWMovies and Facebook.com slash MarriedWMovies. Teen Wolf next week, just to put East of Eden off even longer until my mom's here, so that way she can watch a movie that she was like a child for. Um, <laughs> we had a big action-packed show. This is a long one. It's a good one, though. We had a special guest. Um, we, we solved the racial crisis in America. We did good. We did good things. Are you still are you still Googling titties and Teen Wolf? What movie am I thinking of? It's another st- stupid 80s movie that you make us watch, and they're out of... Vacation? Party. No, maybe they're at, like, a party, and then they all just start <sighs> taking off their clothes. That's most mo- 80s movies, I and can the, tell you. And there's whipped cream and stuff. I could have sworn. Should I put the Kentucky Fried movie? No, not Kentucky Fried movie. I know... They don't, they don't, it's on TV. But what, there, there's nothing that we put on, like, we don't have movie channels. No, I know, but, like, they blur it out, or, like, they, like, block it. Maybe it's blocked anyway in the movie. What weird-ass movie are you watching behind my back? I sworn. And then, and that's when he, um, doesn't he, like, the girl's back, like, um, with his claws? Boof? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because don't they hook up in the like, yeah. seven minutes in heaven or whatever? Yeah. There's topless girls in that. You're wrong. It's okay. We'll handle I'm it next wrong? week. Don't worry. I'll teach. We'll go over the, the rules to live by. And really, next week is just going to be me reciting the movie. Yeah. Is all it's going to be. I hate you. But those waves will be ours next week. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Mary Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. We'll have to bring Matt over so we can talk about Teen Rodney. Put this thing down. You flip it and reverse it. It's nerf, nerf, nerf. If I wake up the baby, I'm gonna kill you. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.